All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Today, we are very excited to have Caitlin Anderson in the house with us. So we have an in-studio guest instead of an interview for you this time. And the reason that we have her in-studio here is because today we are going to talk a little bit about women in dodgeball. So, uh, Caitlin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us what teams you usually play for, tell us how long you've been playing, all all the good stuff. All right. So, first of all, thank you guys for having me here today. Very excited to be on the show. I have been playing for a little over five years now. Uh, I help run Phoenix Dodgeball, uh, partially by marriage to Ryan Anderson. And uh, I've played on a lot of teams over the years. Uh, Team Evil, Yastuvo, Delta Delta Die, What What. Uh, Yeah, Ninja Ninja Please. um, Yeah, Ninja Please. Black Swans, the Invaders. So you you played on a lot of teams. Yeah, I've played on a lot of teams. I've uh... I can't even list that many. <laughs> All right. So the reason that we have Caitlin in studio today is because today we're talking about a, a little bit of a controversial topic, but I just want to get right into it. So wait, why controversial? Well, because we're talking about women in dodgeball. So what are you gonna say, Brett? Women are pretty weak when it comes to dodgeball, right, Steve? Brett Baxter, burner of bridges. <laughs> uh, no. Friendship over. I don't want it. All right, so Caitlin, I'll I'll pitch it to you. Women are pretty weak when it comes to dodgeball, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's not the first time I've I've heard that from someone who is equally as wrong as you are <laughs> about this. Uh, but it's it's one of the few sports that you play uh, co-ed and women's and open, which is kind of the men's division. I think that causes sometimes some some strife in there, and there's the there's very different types of abilities within dodgeball, and some people really strongly value just the strongest throwers. They think that's the only thing that matters. Some people much more value the defensive players, the counters. So there's a lot of different opinions, uh, some of them, as I said, wrong, but uh, I think that's part of what goes into it. Caitlin, do you think that you're ever just put into a role like you're expected to do something like catch? That's that's all you're... Yeah, I've I've definitely been on teams in the past, as we kind of mentioned in the intro. I've played with a lot of different people. There's very few people at this point in Phoenix that I've never played on a team with. And there are teams where the women are very much expected to just sit back and catch. Uh, That's really all you get to do. Um, I've been on teams never for more than one season, but where there will be guys who just walk up and snatch the ball out of the uh, female players' hands. Um, so there's, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of different, uh, types of female players. And I think sometimes people expect all of the, uh, women players to fall into kind of that same category of sitting back and catching. Um, but just like there's different ways for men to play, there's a lot of different ways for women to play. And I think that the most fun teams, the the most successful teams, honestly, that I've played on are the teams that let everyone fall into the role that best fits them. So when you say the role that best fits you, that best fits you, there's this perception out there that, you know, like women aren't happy playing in a catching role. They're not... They're not content to just sit back and, and fetch balls or... Right, yeah. They, they, you know, they want more. They want to get more out of dodgeball the way, you know, they want to play, quote, like a guy. You know, do you, do you feel like that when you're playing on certain teams? No, I think for me... As long as it's it's really hard to put into words. It's kind of one of those, you know it when you see it, you know it when you're on the team. Like playing with Team Evil and Yastuvo both actually are good examples of this. 
really strong throwers for the guys. So generally speaking, my role is to sit back and catch, to defend. And I'm perfectly happy doing that because I know that there's a lot of mutual respect between the women players and the male players on that team. It's not that the male players don't let me play. It's not about that. It's about all of us kind of coming together and playing to our strengths to have the best team possible. So there's a huge gaping chasm between the teams where it's all about playing to your strengths and, like I said, mutual respect versus the teams where it's you're a girl, so you're not allowed to throw. So I can kind of chime in on that. So playing with Evil and even Titan, if there's uh, let's have a ball and catch them and Justin Actor are are there, I will happily give them that ball because I think they can do a little bit more damage than I might be able to. So I'm content to just sit back and and wait for an opportunity that best fits me or best suits me to to take action. But it's definitely different than somebody saying, oh, girl, give me ball like that. You still see that all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, you see that a lot. So, you know, I I played in a lot of a lot of tournaments where there are new girls that just don't ever get to play because, you know, the guys on their team or even the other girls on their team who are better than them just take the ball right out of their hands. And like you said, that's not something that is super fun. So I, I guess there's the, there's something to the, the idea that everybody has a role to play on the team. Um, so, you know, like you're saying, if you're on these teams where everyone has really good arms, you know, whether you're male or female, you kind of fall back into that catching role. Do you think it's more common for women to fall into that role simply because most women can't throw like do you think that more women should be um put in positions where they're expected to throw no not necessarily i think i think a lot of women are more happy playing that catching role just because nobody wants to i I know that i don't have as strong of an arm as the guys on my team so i don't want to be throwing and throwing catches all the time when other people on my team, whether they're guys or girls, like if I'm playing with Katie Evans, I'm giving Katie Evans my ball 90% of the time. And I'm perfectly content to do that. Okay. So aside from catching, one thing I've noticed in maybe the last couple of years are girls are actually protecting the line a lot more. They're protecting the, the throwers, if you will, or the corners a lot more. And some of them are even calling strategy and keeping the team cohesive. Sarah Slabel is a great example. She is always at the line. She's always pump faking. She's always just irritating the crap out of me when I'm trying to play against her because sometimes it's like, oh, take out Sarah because she's she's like the the field commander. So I see girls taking on that role a lot more often now, at least with the more strategic and elite-based teams. Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually, that you know sometimes the sitting back and being a catcher, being a defensive player gets treated as all you do is sit on the back line and wait for a catch. And that's not true. There's so much that you can do that isn't running up and being a part of the main offensive throwing. There's so many other things to do. You can defend when people are backpedaling from the throw. You can you know, stop balls as they're rolling back. You're still an active and engaged part of the team. You don't have to be the main thrower to be to be part of the team. So in both Phoenix League and I think some competitive tournaments, Evil fell back on that strategy. The corners would throw, and as we're backpedaling, you just see the girls take off and cover our tracks, and that was pretty awesome. Just having that, I'm good, and like I've, I've got protection, I can backpedal um, with ease and not worry about getting countered. And that's, I mean, we love playing with our females. We were kind of spoiled. We had Jackie Thomas as one of the first, and my God, that girl's fast. She had a cannon. <laughs> she, she scared the crap out of people. So... You know, I, I saw it as we don't have four guys and two girls we have, or four arms and two girls, we actually have like five or six even. And so that just kind of made sense to me that, you know, you're not expecting the girls to throw, so use that against other teams as well. 
So it, it like I said, it kind of um, falls back into everyone has a role to play. But specifically, let's I want to talk a little bit about building a team because you said you feel like there were five or six just genuinely good players on Evil, um, and the specification there is that you didn't say there were four good guys and you know one good girl or anything like that. You just said that you had solid players around the the entirety of the roster. So if you're looking to put together a team, Steve. Do you look to build it with four guys that throw and two women that catch? Is that kind of your is that the the model going in? I want jacks of all trades. Um, so, evil is kind of done. We're we're trying to start something new, and we but we still have some of the same players. So I'm looking at um, you know approaching Caitlin and um, Renee. I'm looking at okay, these are two girls that are pretty fast. They can actually help with the pitch back. They're really defensive oriented. They're very smart. They can cover our corners. So that should um, like Eb take a shot at somebody and. Uh, if he's in the middle, I know that uh, Caitlin or Renee is going to cover him, so I like that a lot. Also, there have been a lot of times where I'm I'm left with Caitlin or Renee, and I can trust that they're going to throw with me. Like they have that confidence, and we have that type of um, that synergy where okay, I know Caitlin, I have to throw maybe a couple split seconds after she does, so that way the player is going to focus on her ball, and I'll, I'll make my hit. And I, I never once had that confidence shaken, so it's um, I don't go just for the throwers. I I, I see everybody's uh, contribution equally I think okay how about how about you Caitlin so there's a billion dollars on the line in this tournament you've got to build just the most the un, most unreal team you've ever built do you look for that model with four throwers and two catchers male and female no I just look for the best players overall it's not about necessarily which women are the best catchers to me it's the the best players are who do I want when there's one player left in who do I want to see? as the next person in the queue or that person who is the last player in who do I want that person to be and you want six people that you would be happy with having in that situation so let me flip it on you guys a little bit so let's say that you're looking around at who's available for this tournament and you notice it just happens to be that there are four females with the most deadly arms you've ever seen and two guys that can catch and you're going to you're going to take that into the co-ed division which is traditionally four males and two females on the court. Is that an issue for you or are you taking that team if that's the best team you think you can field? It, are you comfortable taking that team? Four females that can throw and two guys that can catch? Yep. Man, that'd be just fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That would just be a fun team. Uh fun team to see compete. And yeah, I mean in that situation that you're giving, you're saying these are the best players available. Is that who you take? Yeah, absolutely. I would rather have two additional like swap the two guys for two females that I feel confident in rather than like oh well that's a male player so automatically he's going to be a little bit better I think uh actually a good example is Stephanie when she was looking for an open team for this past elite tournament I think her post was something to the effect of I am better than some random scrub that you will pick up for your team and it's almost sad that a elite level amazing player like Stephanie has to clarify like no I promise I'm better than a random dude that you would pick up but I think that there is this impulse to just assume that for open you should just pick up a guy no matter what well open's just men's division right right yeah that's that's all it really is it's just it's just a misnomer it was once called men's so so I mean should it go back to men's so there's this idea that you know the the three major divisions are open co-ed and women's um, and open is kind of viewed as men's division. It's that's just the way it is. You know, you want you're playing an open, you better have six guys. So why don't we just call it men's? Why don't we just get rid of open? You know, the there are some girls that play in open, but who really cares? There's only three of them. They won't be that upset, right? Why don't we just make it men's division and call it what it is? 
So I played in Open Division my very first season of Phoenix Dodgeball when I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. That season, we didn't have enough women's teams to field a women's division, and I still wanted to play in two divisions. So I texted Chad Landrum and asked if he knew of an open team that would pick me up, and I ended up getting picked up by this really absurdly stacked team, uh, Pen15, and we won the Open Division Championship that season. And it was so much fun and it was so um, so different from co-ed where women were seen as having this really specific role to open. It was just more much more fluid. And I think it made me a much better player because when you're a woman who plays in open, it's you're almost seen as, you know, you know what you signed up for. No one's going to take it easy on you. Not that people necessarily take it easy on you in co-ed, but I would say there's there's really no mercy in open. Okay, so we'll get back to the divisions thing real quick. Oh, okay. I, I want to get back to that. But you brought up an interesting point because there's this idea that in co-ed, there are women who you take it easy on. And and I think that every guy has been in that situation where you realize, like, she's not actually that good. So I'm gonna, I'm not going to throw at her quite as hard as I normally would, right? Are talking about leagues or elite? <laughs> I mean, not 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 so much as an elite. You know, it, I've seen it happen in elite a couple times, um, but for the most part, the women at elite are there because they they deserve to be there for the most part. So, um, in league specifically, you know, there there are girls that are there to have fun and they're new, and you, they're like I'll admit, I've even taken it easy on some girls and been punished for it. I've I've gotten caught out because of that. So, I mean, do you think that do you think that it girls that are new should have it taken easy on them? You know, should should guys go easy on girls that are brand new or should it be like a trial by fire like you know what you signed up for you're playing dodgeball you're gonna get hit by dodgeball yeah I, I i have i guess conflicting opinions on that because part of me as as i mentioned earlier i help run phoenix dodgeball and in order to keep our league going we need players to come back we need them to have fun and i think for a lot of girls that play their first season and just get pummeled they do not have fun necessarily and it's just it's a hard thing to adjust to and so I wouldn't even necessarily phrase it as taking it easy I would say part of it is just not being a jerk it's not about necessarily the guys like throwing softer at girls that are newer but maybe when there's just one brand new girl left in that's a great time to actually let your girls throw on your team or to let maybe one of your one of your guys that doesn't usually get to be a top tier thrower uh let him play instead it's i think it's kind of you know will wheaton's rule on the internet don't be a dick that's (laughs) that's really what it all comes down to like if you would if you would feel a little bit embarrassed if your mom saw you beating up on this brand new girl then you know maybe, maybe you should tone it down a little bit I think that just goes for anybody in general. You should, if you're a, a higher echelon player, you should not be going to town on new people anyway, guy or girl. Especially at open gym. But it doesn't, that, that rule doesn't hold. That rule, you can say that, but it doesn't hold up because there are brand new guys. I've seen guys relish blowing up brand new guys. Like, oh, look at this guy. It's the first time I've ever seen him here. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna jump him into this league. You know, like, I, I'm going to let him know what's what. Like, I'm in charge here. I've been playing a long time. Hey, if your ego needs it, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, there is there is a double standard there, right? Because 
you you well, see it happen. Yeah, there there absolutely is. And actually, I mean, the comment I just made about open gym, this most recent stretch of open gym that we had for Phoenix Dodgeball, we did not have a single player who was brand new come back for a second week because that's what happened every single week. We had these new players show up and then we had players who've been playing for years just, I mean, just going to town on these new people and using them for target practice and it's if you want it's different for elite when somebody's new to elite I I think that's again you know you know what you signed up for but as far as keeping a league going goes it's not good for the long-term success of rubber dodgeball leagues you know people are upset right now in Phoenix that we don't have a league going but part of the reason that we don't have a league going is because we just at this point have driven out too many people and it's it's really hard to get started at this point because when you have people that going back to your uh, podcast from a few weeks ago about you have professional dodgeball players going up against people who've never played. I don't think Marshawn Lynch doesn't play flag football in the offseason <laughs> in his town's rec league. It, it just doesn't happen. So you have this really odd dynamic in dodgeball that you just would never get in another sport. Yeah, I agree. I, I take no pleasure in destroying new people. Maybe a long time ago, as I was just getting into, this, into, into dodgeball, but I understand if uh, these people don't have a good time, they're not going to come back, and that just impacts the sport greatly. But on a personal level, I don't even have fun. Oh, I hit somebody who has no idea what they're doing. Good for me. Good job, Steve. You would have full pleasure in destroying <clears throat> me. Well, because I know you, Nick, so that's different. So I I kind of run by what I call the Spider-Man rule, which is everybody gets one. You know, like Mm -hmm. I I will take it easier on people because I know that I'm better than most new people that show up. Like every once in a while, there's been a freak person that just like like Campbell, for example, from Phoenix Dodgeball. Like he came in and balled out of control right off the bat. Like but for the most part, new people, I always give them one. You know, I give them one throw where like I'm not actually really throwing at them. Like I don't make it seem like I'm throwing a lob at them, but like it's just kind of a feeler like is this person going to try to catch me and to try to be athletic and play dodgeball? Or are they just there because someone invited them there and, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, well, maybe I'll like it, maybe I won't. And then if that person catches me, male or female, then it's on, in my opinion. Like, they've, they've demonstrated competency in the sport at that point. Like, okay, you know, you're here to actually play, so I'm going to actually play. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I go overboard at that point. You know, like, I, I don't then start... I don't hit him as hard yeah. as I can in the throat and then, you know, let off like, woo, or anything like that. It's there. <laughs> there I mean, that? there is <laughs> there is some <laughs> there is some control there. But the, the point is, you know, with especially with girls, I always give them at least one chance to, to make a play on something not easy, but something that they can make a play on. Well, yeah, you're not going to like underhand toss them and, right. and insult them that way. That makes sense. Right. I You know, that's, that's the thing. I don't want to insult anybody that is actually there to play. Like I would feel very, very upset if someone was just like, Oh look, he's brand new. Like, Oh, I'm going to here. I'm going to help him out. Like I'm going to give him, I'm going to do him a favor. Like I don't want, I don't want to do anybody any favors, but at the same time, if you catch me out, I'm, I'm going to throw at you now. Yeah. It's game on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's fair. fair. Okay. So, so, uh, that was a good tangent, but I want to get back on the, 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 the divisions idea. Um, so, this idea with open, um, I was talking to somebody last night about this, and um, she actually brought up that you know if if there was an issue where like a ton of women were taking men's spots in open, then maybe there would be a call for a men's division. But that's simply not the case. Like like I said earlier, open is essentially men's division 
with some women. So it's not like there's a ton of men out there that are like, man, I really wish I could play, but there's just not a team out there for me. Most of the time in open division, teams are looking for guys. There is always three or four teams in every league and every, like, it doesn't matter at what level. There's always a, a team that's like, man, we had a guy drop out last minute. Like, we need to pick someone up. There's always room for other guys. So it's not like we're wanting for, you know, it's not like Steve is like, man, I wish I could play open, but these all these girls are just taking my spot, you know? Right. So maybe men's isn't needed for, for that, but um, is there... Is there a difference, I guess, between a men's division and a mostly men's division with some women that can that can compete there? Is there any difference at all? I mean, I think the only difference is that it is a men's division and there are no women at all. Uh, but I don't think it changes the dynamic of the division overall because it's it's still essentially a men's division with women who are willing to play and know that they are going to be treated the same as the other people on that team. So what if what if we uh what if we got rid of those the those women in, in the open division and just said, okay, it's just men's, would there be a much higher skill cap? Like would you think the would you think the skill would jump tremendously losing that handful of women? Like the bottom teams that maybe have those women are now suddenly going to be that much more competitive? No, I think if anything they would be worse because rather than picking up a skilled female, they would probably, as you said, there aren't, there are not skilled male players that can't find an open team in general. I'm going to stereotype. There aren't. Um, But if they have to get rid of their skilled female players that they've picked up, then they're picking up fairly random noob guys instead. So I don't think it raises the level of competition. I think if anything, it might lower it. So what about co-ed specifically? Um, and, and Steve, I know that you've put together co-ed teams. Caitlin, you've looked for co-ed teams. Um, is it hard to find two girls? Like I, I, I personally know people who are like, I just need any two girls because we have four or five really solid guys that can play. And I just need any two girls so that we can qualify for co-ed division. I know that that's not necessarily the formula for the best co-ed team out there, but that is what some people look for. So it used to be tough. Like back in the day, you it was so hard to find a girl that wanted to play dodgeball and to also do so competitively. So sometimes you're looking at your friends like, hey, can you drag your girlfriend out here? <laughs> now it's it's completely different. It's a much better, much better world. Those were dark times, Harry. Like, so dark days, it, Harry. Dark th- times. Yeah, when, when putting together co-ed teams, there's always options now, which is just awesome. I relish in it. Yeah, I mean, that's actually kind of how I, Corey and I ended up on Evil the first time was... You guys had had, I think, Jackie and Amanda maybe the previous season or Jackie and Brittany. Brittany. Um, and they both didn't come back. And so you had your male players and you just needed female players. And I think Corey had been playing for Seven Deadly Sins and wasn't coming back. And then I don't remember who I was playing for, but I think maybe Fusion and our team kind of dissolved. So we were both just looking for a co-ed team and Chris Bell happened to message me and I said yeah can you know can Corey and I play and but I think at that point you guys were pretty much looking for any girl with a pulse <laughs> and it ended up being great and now I've played with you guys off and on for years but. yeah when when Chris presented that to me because I actually kind of remember I was like Corey and Caitlin okay they played before we can we can do something with them we can we can work with them and sure enough it paid off big time so 
Um, so speak a little bit about your experience finding co-ed teams. So you've played in elite a little bit. You've played you've played foam. You played rubber rec leagues. Um, how hard or easy is it for you to find a co-ed team if you wanted to? It ranges from season to season and tournament to tournament. At, when Elite first started, I really wanted to play and I just didn't have a team and I couldn't find a team. And there's almost always a team that day of one of their girls is sick or doesn't show up or something happens and they need someone. But unless it's in Phoenix, I ha- I, I'm not going to just travel to L.A. or San Diego and just keep my fingers crossed that somebody needs a girl at the last minute. So when Elite first started, I had a lot of trouble finding a team. And then the first Elite tournament I played in was Yastuvo's first Elite tournament. Um, and so I've and then I've I've played off and on since then with Yastuvo and Evil. So for League, it's generally a lot easier to find a co-ed team um, because I think I have maybe is an odd phrase, but like a more established reputation kind of in yeah, credibility, Phoenix proving League. yourself. Yeah. People know who you are. Well, and also you part of part of finding a girl in league too, it adds a different element of is is this girl going to show up for a tournament? You just need someone who you can depend on for one day, maybe one weekend. Maybe if you want somebody for the whole s- tournament season, you have four weekends total where you need that person to be available. For Phoenix Dodgeball League, it's week after week. Is that person going to show up, or are they going to screw over your team? And I would say attendance is one of my greatest strengths in dodgeball. So <laughs> I usually so. don't have any trouble finding a team for Phoenix Dodgeball League. So there is something um, with Elite specifically and with these, you know, kind of seasonal tournaments where there's <clears throat> repeating um, tournaments all year long. Stability does play an important role there, too. So, for example, I've, I've been um, fortunate to play with the same two girls for what feels like 15 years. Um, I played with them when I first started playing in elite and then I've, you know, I've, I've transitioned to a new team with them. Um, so they've kind of always been there so that the, the girls are the rock of my team. Like the guys, you know, we've, we've traded off, we've come and gone, mixed people up, but Kate and Nicole have always been the girls that I played with. Um, and I think that, that that is a core reason that my co-ed team is so good is because we've never, ever had to worry about just having a warm body um, to fill our, you know, our girl requirement. It's, we've always had the same two girls. I know how they play. They know how everybody else plays. So even in elite, I think there's, you know, there's something there about stability, not necessarily on a week to week basis, but on a tournament to tournament basis, I don't ever have to worry about it. And I know that's not the same case for a lot of teams. Evil, for example, that Steve played on for a long time. I think you guys have played with a roster of like 30 girls or something. Kind of, it's actually the last two years it was the reverse like oh man we have these really awesome girls don't want to lose them let's try to build a team around them because they're solid the guys aren't that that was like kind of the end of the problem there but, yeah. yeah and so, so I'm, it's not the gonna, same I'm, thing. I'm like, trying to bite yeah. my tongue I don't want to go into a huge rant about the no stability, that's true but, yeah. you actually at this point have almost a, an embarrassment of riches as far <laughs> oh, as yeah. female evil players go it's just uh, yeah you have the 10 years is a long time to have a lot of uh-huh. grievances so I'm just going to leave it at that for now <laughs> So it, it brings us to this idea of, uh, of Title IX. And for those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with what Title IX is, Title IX is an NCAA um, provision that I, I don't want to butcher the exact implications of it, but essentially it, it seeks to establish equality for women in, co- in collegiate sports. Um, so is co-ed division, in your eyes, the Title IX of pro- 
professional dodgeball. You know, like, do we only have co-ed because women want co-ed? And it's like, well, we, you know, we got to we got to do something to, to give them a division to play in. Yeah, I mean, I know the first elite tournament was open only. And I think Stephanie played in not the first one, but one of the first elite tournaments with evil and was probably the first female player to play an elite something like that and um but i think uh part of the reason that co-ed is important is i mean women we love playing dodgeball female dodgeball players love dodgeball just as much as the male players and in some ways i mean i think we we create the demand for it once you have people who want to play i mean i know um i remember when the first elite tournament was happening and Celeste LaPuma was so upset that she wasn't going to get to go and play with. I think at that time they were maybe still monsoon. Um, but uh, and it was it was we we love playing competitive dodgeball and love having the opportunity for it. So I'm I'm just I don't know. I'm grateful that co-ed exists in a in elite now and in leagues and well, so I, I love my open team. Um, I, you know, I play for Titan, and it's it's a great team. It's a gr- good group of guys. I really enjoy playing with Titan, but I I love playing with Echo, uh, my co-ed team. And I think that's more only because I've been playing with them longer. Like I said, I've been it, it feels like 15 years I've been playing with, you know, Kate Nicole and, and a smattering of the rest of the guys. Um, but for me, co-ed feels more competitive than the open division. And I know that that's not really the the vision of elite you know like open division is called championship division there that's what people play for that's that's how you crown the national champion co-ed is it's it seems like an afterthought to most people um but i don't view it that way i view co-ed as the premier division at elite i know i'm in the minority there but do you guys feel the same way steve i mean you you've played as long as i have in elite do you feel like co-ed is is the the premier division or do you still feel like open is the one i don't want to say that open is the premier division but they're both equally as important to me okay I'll say that much. I'm a little biased, but I prefer co-ed. It just feels it feels to me that there's more parity in the co-ed division. It's the there's more balance among the teams. Like open division feels like if you're not one of the top three or four teams that everybody knows about, like you're you're just there, you know, to give them your money. And I know that that's not the case. It is competitive from the top down, and there are always upsets that you don't see coming. But it's it's almost it almost feels like college football, where like everybody knows the top five to 10 programs in college football are going to be the top five to 10 programs every single year. And it feels the same way with open division to me with co-ed. It feels like there's more, um, there's more jumping because you have a less consistent core of, of guys in co-ed because you can only have four of them on the court at the time. And so the middle teams feel better than they do in the open division because they have to incorporate that, you know, talented, those talented female players as well as everybody else. So for me, uh, co-ed division feels more competitive, and that's I think that's why I enjoy it more. Um, I also, like I said, I'm, I'm biased because I really enjoy playing with the girls that I play with. So it's it's just a uh, what what do you think about the parity, Steve, in, in co-ed? Do you think it's it's there's more parity in co-ed than in open, or do you feel like open is still um, more competitive? So when I look at co-ed, I'm usually minus uh, Justin and Ketchum, and so it. It requires me to step up a lot more. So for that reason alone, I love co-ed because I will actually become more of a playmaker, and I will. I just I have to. I can't hide uh, behind you guys. Um, so 
I get what you're saying about the, um, I guess, the shift. I'm not really sure what you mean with parody because my limited vocabulary. I think it's poking <laughs> evenness, fun. But evenness. Can you, could you opine on that yes, a little bit more, Brad? Oh, God. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's that's a good way to put it then. It does even out versus um, the championship or, or open division. But, um, yeah, I, I, I see it too. I, I guess I couldn't really put words to it till till just now. And I don't know if it's if minus two guys per team makes that difference or it's now who has the better girls on the team that's going to change the entire dynamic. But, I, yeah. So take Doom, for example. Doom's open team is is unreal how good they are. Every single guy across the board is is a, an extremely good dodgeball player. So now they go to co-ed. Who do they lose? I mean, those two guys have to play for someone. So the two guys that are jumping off that team are, pl- are now playing for another team which brings up the skill level of that other team they're playing on, regardless of where they go, pretty much. And it's the same with every other team. Every team yeah. has to lose two guys Look at, somewhere. I mean, Titan, you guys dissolve into like three Three or four teams, Three or yeah. four, four, I guess now, co-ed teams when you are playing co-ed. So you're a really strong open team. You look at you know some of the top players, and then you're dividing amongst four different teams. That's, that's pretty amazing. I was going to say, Brett, and I don't know if you... Um, if this applies to you, but when I'm looking at Doom on the on for the open division, I just feel like okay, this is gonna be like violence of force. These guys are gonna be intense. It's gonna be crazy. When I look at Coed Doom, I'm like, this is gonna be a lot more strategic. It's gonna require a lot more teamwork and, and cohesion. Do you feel that change when you're when you're against Doom as Echo or against Rise? I, I would say no. Um, I think that it's it's a little bit of a fallacy to think that Coed is slower as a result of having women on the court um, because. It really just depends on the team. It really depends. Like my co-ed team, for example, we, we play super slow, but that's not because our women aren't capable of playing fast with us. We can play fast. We just don't like it. And I think Doom is kind of in that same boat. Their open strategy is just different than their co-ed strategy, not because of the women, but because that's just how they choose to to operate the game. Maybe it's not fast or slow. It's just a change in strategy per per team. There definitely is some difference. You know, For example, um, there are co-ed teams that we play against where um, you know, their girls are a little weaker than, than the rest of their guys. So we want to pad the queue with those girls, get them in there first. That way, if there is a catch, you know, they're, we're bringing back in somebody that we're not necessarily afraid of as much. Um, and it's not because they're women. It's just because they're, they're the weaker player on the team. Likewise, there are co-ed teams where we pad the queue with a male player because their, their female players are good. And I, I don't want to point any fingers, but for a long time, that was evil, <laughs> you know, that we, there were a couple guys on evil that we wanted to pad the queue with because your girls were like they were you know it's it's unreal how much better they are than some than some guys in co-ed so yeah. we don't we don't want to throw at them they're frightening and that's it has nothing to do with their gender they're just good players fair enough yeah i think that's it's actually interesting that you mentioned the playing slow because i think that is one of the biggest grievances frequently brought up against women's division in particular is it's it's boring it's slow uh it just isn't as much fun to watch as open or even co-ed. Um, so yeah, it's it, that's definitely one of the biggest, I think, complaints that people have sometimes about women's division. So we haven't even, yeah, we haven't even touched women's division. So women's division is obviously all women. Um, and generally speaking, there are not as many teams in that division just because there are not as many women that play. Um, and there's a whole other argument we can get into about why there's less women that play dodgeball. I think historically across all sports there's just less women that play sports in general um and there are entire there are entire college courses about that and and why that is we won't get into that but um specifically i think with women's division uh 
um, the the lack of the number of women that play is a factor in that, I think. Because you're playing with such a small sample size, you're going to get some top-heavy teams and you're going to get some teams that are weaker. And I feel like that's kind of what contributes to people thinking that it's slow is there's just not as much talent simply on numbers alone. Yeah, I think uh, having put together my own women's teams and trying to help people assemble into women's teams for different tournaments, one thing that you hear a lot in women's is just that there's no point because if you're not uh, pop that or Grand Cannons or one of these other uh, invasion top tier teams with the top tier girls, there's no point in playing because you know that your team can't win. And unless you have a team where you're playing with some of your best friends and you're just playing for fun, a lot of women just aren't interested in playing in a division where they feel like they can't win. They might get injured if they, especially um, somebody with a really good co-ed team. I found that those are sometimes the women that are most reluctant to play on a mediocre women's team because to them it's not worth the risk of being injured or just exhausted for their co-ed match. And I think that's fair. I know guys that are the same way with open. Like, well, I've got a really good co-ed team. Why would I want to like? Mm-hmm. Why would I want to play for this random group of nobodies that got thrown together last minute in yeah. open? Or I'd rather focus all my energy on open and not do co-ed. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so it kind of it comes back to this like flipped co-ed team. So for women's division specifically, how would you feel about a semi-women's division? So there's already a co-ed. How about semi-women's where you have to have two men on the court? You have four women. There has to be two men on the court or even one man. You know, you have one man and and five women on the court or something, something like that. Yeah. Do you think that would help um, split up some of that talent like the same way it does with open and co-ed? Yeah, I think it potentially would. I mean, it's exactly what you said about open and co-ed where you have these six really strong guys that then have to become four really strong guys. You would have the same dynamic happening in women's where two of these top tier women from the best teams would get shifted off into a different team. So you would have probably a higher level of competition overall. Uh, I know I've played on one co-ed team that was four women and two guys. And then I also played a few years ago in Vegas for Black Swans. We had um, Charles was our prince. So it was, <laughs> I <remember> that. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all girls and then Charles. So it, and it is, it actually adds a really fun dynamic to the team. Uh, and then I guess open gym all-stars too. It was, me, Steph Valenzuela, Katie Mason, and then guys for our open team. It'd so, be an interesting idea to see that in at a competitive a setting. It'd be, it'd be cool to see, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that it'd be kind of eye-opening for some of the guys. Like, man, I really want to play in this flipped division, but I can't find a team. Like yeah. the same way that women have in co-ed. Oh, absolutely. It would it would be really kind of, I mean, satisfying in some ways to see. <laughs> Then I'll have the guys. Uh, guys with the Stephanie Lynch, ar- uh, Stephanie Lynch argument. Like, I'm better than just no, some red like, scrub. Come on, guys, I'm better than some of these people. <laughs> so uh, in mind of time, I, I do want to get this off before. Um, Caitlin, you've obviously played all kinds of dodgeball. You've come a long way. You've, you've stuck with it. You've dealt with all the, um, the, you know, the jerk players demanding balls from you and not expecting much other than a catch here or there. What advice would you give to um, girls that are playing right now that that see what they they could become, I guess, and, and want to compete, but are just getting discouraged. Um, like, what would you say to them? My number one advice for any new female player is play women's division. Find a team, find any team that will pick you up for women's and play because you will 
play in women's much more than you actually get to play in co-ed. And it makes you a better player. And the better you get, the more you will be able to play in co-ed. It's kind of a it just that's just how it works. Women's makes you better. It's just all and, practice. The more yeah. you play, the more you you get better and then you can jump up to other divisions. Exactly. Yeah. And then just stick with it. You know, I've had times when I've felt like I mean, they've been they've been fleeting, obviously, because I love dodgeball. But it's frustrating when you can't find a team, when you feel like nobody wants to pick you up and you're seeing, you know, you feel like the the only girl without a prom date or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's it's frustrating, especially for women's. It can be really, you know, I, I've been I, I've rotated amongst a lot of different women's teams and um, and it can be difficult to to feel kind of, I don't know, discouraged after a while and just stick with it. Play women's, stick with it, have fun, have a good attitude, hustle. All right, guys, that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining us. This is a lot of fun. We'll have to get you back in here at some point again. We'll get you talking about, um, I was going to say a real topic, but this is a real topic. We'll get you talking about a more fun topic. How's that? All right, deal. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a great time. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you so Happy much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, by the time this airs, it'll be past Thanksgiving, so. Crap. You know what? Merry I Christmas. Hope, I, yeah, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. And I, I hope you had a Have a good, good November, I guess. I don't know. You don't hit him in the I, throat. Yeah, the I don't, next I don't time. hit him as hard yeah. as I can in the throat, and then you know, let off like woo or anything like that. It's there. <laughs> there. I mean, that? there is <laughs> there is some <laughs> there is some control there. But the the point is, you know, with especially with girls.